What should we do? The answer there is trial and error. It's actually far smarter and cheaper to get it wrong quickly at the beginning than it is to get it wrong three years into the venture, where there's a lot greater liability at risk. Welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio. I'm your host, Christian Rodwell, and this is your ticket to Escape the 9 to 5. Because I didn't plan on being an entrepreneur, I just thought I'm going to pursue this project that I'm passionate about while I'm studying. But what I did is I just took one step and then that led to a conversation and from that conversation there were follow-up conversations. And before you know it, you're actually going down this journey where you're committing to things. Welcome, my name is Christian Rodwell and today I'm talking with Bruce Walker, a young entrepreneur who has been recognised for numerous awards, including the Sunday Times Maserati 100 Game Changing Entrepreneurs Who Are Disrupting the Business World, Grant Thornton Faces of a Vibrant Economy and Starticus UK Startup Influencers. In 2011, Bruce started his first business, We Are the Future, aged just 17, from a high school classroom in Scotland, and he had a mission to inspire and connect entrepreneurs from around the world. Over the next five years, Bruce and his team worked with over 5,000 entrepreneurs, delivering global summits and programs in Edinburgh, London, Berlin, San Francisco, Chicago, Los Angeles, Abu Dhabi, Hong Kong, and Shenzhen in China. And then at 19, he delivered his first TEDx talk discussing how people get lucky and has gone on to deliver talks around the world, speaking about profit with purpose, startups, culture and international growth. And in 2017, age 23, Bruce went on to become the co-founder of Future X with a mission to redefine the role of business. FutureX are passionately focused on working with purpose-driven entrepreneurs, corporates, and governments to create scalable and profitable businesses that make values and purpose a core part of their growth strategy. So are you ready? Let's head on over to my interview with FutureX co-founder, Mr. Bruce Walker. Okay, so welcome, Bruce, to Escape the Rat Race Radio. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Really looking forward to getting into it and discussing lots of exciting things. Yeah, that's great. Me too. And I'm not in my normal studio recording location today. So uh, I'm out and about. And uh, if there's any background noises throughout the interview today, then I apologize for that in advance. But Bruce, where in the world are you right now? So I'm in sunny Edinburgh. And by sunny, I mean actually quite cloudy and wet. Yeah, good. Now, Bruce, for anyone who maybe hasn't come across uh, yourself before, would you mind just summing up in, uh, in a few words what it is that you do and who you do it for? Sure. So I'm the co-founder of an organization called FutureX, um, and we kind of believe that um, we need to redefine the role of business. So that is supporting high growth, innovative companies that have values and purpose at their core. Um, and so we host big international conferences and summits uh, with you know incredible speakers from around the world, and we run growth programs uh, where we connect entrepreneurs you know across the US, Europe, and into Asia. Mm, great. What's your definition of an entrepreneur, Bruce? You know, I think um, I think there's there's two ways of looking at it because there's um, being an entrepreneur and then there's being entrepreneurial. Um, I, for me, an entrepreneur is someone who is you know starting up something. Um, and you know it's kind of 
the risk a lot is kind of held with them. So it's about taking a bit of a risk and, you know, having something to pursue and build. And, you know, hopefully it can be an entrepreneur, it could be someone who's working independently or it could be someone with the ambitions to grow a big team. Um, I think that anyone, though, can be entrepreneurial. And we see that in, you know, big companies all the time, people who are, you know, entrepreneurs um, and they can apply the kind of characteristics of an entrepreneur into kind of whatever they're doing. Yeah. And um, you touched on a point there about, you know, doing it by yourself. And, uh, you know, what I found is that it's a very hard, long road when you try and build a business by yourself. And the key is really collaboration and network and team. So this, I think, is really sums up kind of what you do. I know you're hosting your next startup summit really soon as well. So tell us a bit more about your background, Bruce, and, and where did this all begin for yourself? So I, uh, I suppose I got started um, when I was 17. Um, and we were taking part in a program called Young Enterprise, um, which kind of gives school students opportunity to, you know, create a business within the kind of parameters of the school. Um, and uh, we, you know, we'd formed a group and we thought, what can we do? And we tried a few things and it didn't work. And eventually we just thought, well, what if we just put on an entrepreneurship event and we could invite some uh, local speakers in, they could share their stories and maybe we'd be inspired and think what we wanted to pursue. Um, but what turned out is um, through, you know, a lot of kind of cold calling and emails and just pure naivety, um, we managed to get support from people like you know, Lord Sugar, you know, The Apprentice at that time was, was very popular. Um, so people like Lord Sugar backed it. We had you know, big entrepreneurs who were committing themselves to it. Uh, and actually, it turned out to be this really successful event that we had, you know, not anticipated at all. And for me, I thought, you know, this is a great start. Let's continue this. Um, and uh, when I went off to university, uh, I studied international business and I thought, I'll do this uh, event once a year. And hopefully at the end of it, I can get a job because I'm going to know these business owners, these entrepreneurs. They'll have spoken at my event and I've got, you know, an in with them. But what happened is the first event had know 500 people show up uh, and it actually became much much bigger and we got kind of a national attention for it um, and uh, what that uh, emerged is that we invited over this entrepreneur from the US um, and you know she has this epic story where she uh, sent a tweet to uh, Richard Branson when she was 18 uh, and uh, she got a response that invited her to this event um, and she had to you know, borrow money, had to convince her dad to lend her the money to go to this charity event where she might meet Richard Branson. And uh, long story short, it turned out at 18, uh, he invested a million dollars in her company. Um, and Stacey had come over to Edinburgh at this point at age 20, having just sold the company. And I was like, you know, this person is pretty much my age. And, you know, look what she's achieved already. And she's just, you know, fantastic. And she then said this kind of, friendly thing that people say about, you know, coming over, why don't you come over to California, check out Silicon Valley? Um, and I thought, you know, it sounds cool, but what's the, what's the chances of that ever, you know, happening? But, you know, I'd scraped this money together and I booked this, you know, ridiculously long flight. I, I got a bus from Edinburgh to Manchester, through Manchester to New York, New York to LA, LA to San Francisco. Um, and it took about three days to get there. Um, but once I was there, I got exposure to this, you know, incredible world. Um, and that's where it all started. And then, you know, we kind of went on this massive journey where we ended up working in San Francisco, in LA, in Abu Dhabi, in China, across Europe. Um, and, you know, that was just this kind of epic journey. Um, and it was in a company called We Are The Future. Um, and then last year we co-founded FutureX, which is kind of 
the next evolution. Wow, that's quite an incredible story. And you're still a young man, aren't you, Bruce? How old are you? Uh, I am 24. Wow. So you've achieved an incredible amount already. And um, one of the things you said earlier there is, you know, you tried a few things at the beginning and they didn't didn't all necessarily work out. And I think that's such a crucial point. You know, actually, we've just been discussing this morning. I'm here with a group of, uh, you know, small business owners. And um, it's just you have to take that first step, right? You have to try stuff because you'll never if you strive for perfection, you know, you'll never get there, will you? So what are some of the challenges that, that you've seen with early aspiring entrepreneurs, people, maybe listeners right now who have got one foot in the nine to five job and they're, they're working out what is it that they're going to focus on to get them out fully of the rat race? What are some of those early challenges that you see, Bruce? So I think, you know, you can have touched on it there. Some of the big challenges in the beginning is actually just taking that first step. So taking, because what, what I found is, because I didn't plan on being an entrepreneur, I just thought I'm going to pursue this project that I'm passionate about while I'm studying. But what I did is I just took one step and then that led to a conversation. And from that conversation, there were follow-up conversations. They then introduced me to people and then I had five other meetings and then they would introduce me to people. Then I had 10 other meetings. And before you know it, you're actually going down this journey where you're committing to things. And so then, therefore, there's an obligation. You then need to follow through on that. You need to produce the proposal. Um, you need to send them the website or you need to you know, make sure you've got those uh, assets ready to when, if you do then have a potential customer or how you get it manufactured or how you contact suppliers. Um, for me, it's just about, you know, you need to just start doing something. Um, and the big thing, I think, is also just telling people that you're going to do something versus saying, you know, I would like to, or I aspire to, or, you know, my ambition is and actually saying, I am going to do this. You know, so for me, it was like, I'm going to put on this entrepreneurship event. And I just kept telling people I was doing it. And then, you know, people start saying, well, I'll help. I can support. I could, I, you know, I could give you this. What if we sponsored the event? You know, all these things that I kind of wasn't expecting to happen. Um, and, you know, I've followed that philosophy time and time. You know, we wanted to do some work in uh, in Asia and you know, we had no connections to doing anything in, in China in particular, but we really knew we wanted to. And so we just started telling people we were going to China, just said, you know, that's the next thing. We're going to go to China in the new year. We're going to go to China. Um, yeah, we're probably going to go around January time. And then people started telling other people that we were going and said, oh, well, you should make sure you get a meeting with this person or you should make sure you speak to this person. And the next thing you know, we found out that it was um, someone could actually uh, cover the cost of our flights to go to China. And so actually it didn't cost us any money in the end to go to China just because we started telling people that's what we were going to do. And we ended up running a big project there uh, about six months later. So, yeah, it's about taking the first step, making sure you have follow on and hold yourself accountable. You know, get a network to, to speak to and share things with and you can start holding each other accountable. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that, Bruce. And um, it's the language, isn't it? You said there about just saying, I am going to do this. And that changes changes something in your mind, doesn't it? It really does when you set that intention. And um, people often come along, I speak to a lot of people who come to the Escape the Rat Race meetups, and they're always asking, well, what's the best strategy? What, you know, what should I do? Should I do property? Should I do a business? Should I do Amazon? Whatever it might be. But I think you've got to take things back a step and ask the question, not what should you do, but why are you doing it? And I know this is super, super important and, and really sits at the center of everything that you're about, Bruce. And this is really about values and, and purpose. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit and, and share how 
important this is for someone who's seriously thinking about kind of, you know, closing the door on a successful career, that safe paycheck, and actually pursuing something that they've been thinking about for a long time. Maybe they, you know, they really have a passion for solving big problems. Does it begin with why? Is that is that something you you would say you've really got to get clear about your why before you, you, you start? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, um, there's a, a great uh, TED talk and there's a great book. First book I was ever given was Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Um, and that talks about how you know, the most successful companies in the world, it's not about, you know, what you do might be your product, but why you do it is why people care. You know, you know, people want to buy into the lifestyle that comes with your product or the feeling that they get at the service that you're providing. And that's what you need to cultivate. Why do people want to engage with you? And that comes down to me is, you know, what's your purpose? It's just, you know, it's, they're kind of one in the same. And how do you then take that purpose and apply that to all the facets of, of the company? And, you know, for me, you know, company culture is such an interesting one because you can really empower a group of people to be, you know, hyper passionate about what you do. Um, and actually, Simon Sinek talks about that. He talks, you know, if you hire people based on money and salary, then you'll get people who work for you. If you hire people who are passionate about what you're passionate about, then they'll put their heart and soul into achieving what you collectively want to achieve. And I think that's where, you know, where it all starts. Um, and it's not just about your team, but it's the culture you create with your network and your customers um, that it all comes down to. And I think, you know, on a kind of uh, what you were saying at the start about, you know, what should we do? Well, the answer there is trial and error. You know, that's you have to be prepared to get things wrong. That's an absolute fundamental. You will get something wrong along the journey. And it's actually far smarter and cheaper to get it wrong quickly at the beginning than it is to get it wrong, you know, three years into the venture where there's a lot greater liability at risk. Um, so, you know, no one's successful has ever got it right first time. That's just a fact. You know, people have to try and iterate and try again before it becomes a success. Yeah. And is there a difference or an overlap between your personal reasons why and your, your, your vision and values for the business? Uh, how do those two kind of integrate together? So I think it's about authenticity. So I think you have to be authentic with your values. Um, and therefore, I think that I imagine that that does play a role in your kind of your personal values. You want to see that translate. Um, although I do think that, you, know, you can quite clearly distinguish between what you, you know, work harder for, you know, for the business and you can have a personal life as well. I think it's actually essential. You're able to create a work-life balance because, you know, that's what makes us um you know, fresh and come alive and be creative as human beings. And we need to create time for that. Um, and so I, I, I do think that if you want to be truly authentic, then you need to truly feel it. You know, you need to really believe that that is something you want to pursue and you do it in that way. Um, I think if you don't have that, then people see through it really quickly um, and actually it creates, you know, mistrust. Um, and I think we've seen that with a lot of, you know, you know, big brands who have actually lost the trust of consumers uh, and that's because they've not actually been authentic. Hi, this is Roger Hamilton. Hi, I'm Rob Moore. I'm Daniel Priestley. And you're listening to Escape the Rat Race Radio. 
the big question or the big answer I should say Bruce when I ask people what does this skate the rat race mean to you and and almost nine times out of ten the answer is always freedom and Mm. freedom comes in many shapes and forms right it could be financial freedom more freedom of time freedom of relationships so just the freedom of choice to wake up every morning thinking hey you know I'm the boss of me today do you see that as well is that a common trait that that you see amongst the aspiring entrepreneurs that you work with yeah so I think it's about um being able to optimize the conditions that is best for you. And I think that so often what we have within, you know, normal structures uh, from school all the way up to kind of a, a traditional corporate job is, you know, really regimented conditions. Um, and it doesn't make sense that that would work for everyone. You know, for some people it does. For some people it's a great, uh, you know, it's uh, people like that kind of clear stability step by step. I know where I, I, know where I stand. Um, but for others, that's not actually empowering. And I think the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur is optimizing the working conditions that are right for you. And so, you know, in our team, for example, we have a four day working week. Um, so I'm actually talking to you on, on my day off on a Thursday. Um, and uh, and for me, that's what I like is I can take time out of the office, but you know, I still want to have conversations with people. I still want to be engaged. It's not about not working necessarily. But it's about being able to do it within within the right space. Um, and we also created flexible working, which means people can again optimize you know, their working conditions. Who am I to say that nine to five is the best for this person when they're telling me that it is you know uh, ten till six, or it's into the evening, or it's early morning, or actually I need to get away early today because you know it's my grand's birthday, and I'm like, yeah, go spend time with your grand. And, you know, re-energize yourself and feel good. And then you'll want to come in and you'll feel good in the workplace. If I restrict your movements to that degree, then, you know, you're just going to resent me. You're not going to work hard. Um, and so I think that's such a you know key component. Um, and it's, yeah, it's giving people the freedom and the trust and the empowerment to, you know, to make the decisions that are good for them. Yeah, I love the the four-day work week. It's not quite down to the four-hour work week. And I, I don't know how achievable that is, but I'm not sure I've met anyone who quite has got it down to four hours. But um, it's, a, it's a good goal to have. And would you say that it's really important as well, Bruce, to start with the end in mind, to work backwards almost from that, you know, dream lifestyle? If money was no object, often ask people that question. Is that something you would recommend? Yeah, I think you need to have big vision. Um I think that if you place money as the end goal, though, um, then you're going to get very impatient (laughs) because it always takes longer than you expect and it always costs much more than you would expect. So if money is the objective, you better throw that far in the distance. Um, And and, and money is important. You know, we aspire to build a, a, you know, a big company. That's what we want to be able to do. And being remunerated for that is, 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 is one of the perks of it. But it is not the... It's, you know, it's the byproduct of all the rest of it. And I think most founders that I know, um, you know, truly believe that is that money becomes, you know, a key necessity, but it becomes not the priority or not the objective rather. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think if you want to know what you want to create, what lifestyle you want to have, how does that feel? What's it feel like when you're there, you know, and start creating that energy now. You know, it's kind of like you know, people say, you know, dress for the job you want. You know, it's actually, you know, start creating the conditions around you that is consistent with the, you know, the world you want to see. It's like be the change. 
Yeah, most definitely. And um, we talked earlier, but you know, about collaboration and um, networking, mentoring. Have you had mentors? Uh, are there some people that have helped you accelerate your journey, Bruce? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, in the early days, um, I, you know, I um, ended up, you know, finding this guy who was, you know, super supportive of me and actually kind of took me from uh, a place where, you know, I wanted to pursue a project. And actually, you know, a big, big part of his role, I think, was actually giving me confidence, you know, telling me that, you know, you can do this. Of course you can do this. Um, you know, what if you did it this way or have you thought about that or I could introduce you to that person? Um, or, you know, you just tell them the challenges. And because they've been there, they've been doing it for, you know, longer than, than you have, then, you know, that is so unbelievably valuable. Um, and I would say that, you know, that propelled me to take, you know, a lot of risks, you know, uh, when I would ask Russell if I should, you know, should I go to San Francisco the first time? He's like, yes, go, 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 definitely go. And, you know, over the course of that year, because of, you know, and part of Russell's encouragement, we went to San Francisco, we went to LA and went to Abu Dhabi all in the same year. And it was that kind of like, doctor, yes, you know, say yes, say yes. Um, and, you know, there, I also think there comes a time when you need different mentors at different times in your life. And so you also need the people that can help you to, you know, optimize your strategy when you get to that stage. You need people who can support you on, you know, the different elements um, of growing a team and, um, you know, how do you scale up and grow? Um, and I think like everyone, you go through different coaches in your life and that's that's good and that's, you know, essential. Yeah, it made me think there as well, Bruce, you know, at the beginning when you've got all the energy and you're really in the early days of starting a business, then it is about saying yes to a lot of stuff, isn't it? It's about just throwing yourself into it trial trial and error as we've said you'll make many mistakes many things won't come to anything until you find you know the door that opens up the, uh, to the right path but then it becomes a matter of getting good at saying no doesn't it because you you have to focus and again is that something that you see holding back a lot of uh, entrepreneurs is is the ability to focus on one thing yeah i think you know focus comes in different uh, places um, or lack of focus rather um, i think in part by the nature of the kind of community, I think, you know, here in the UK and also in other parts of the world where um, there's a lot of support for entrepreneurs and there is lots of um, vehicles for them to, you know, pitch at events, speak at events, you know, get caught up in that world. And the more people know you for that, the more you get asked to do more. That is also just a distraction from the business. It's a bit of a brand building exercise. And I think when you're building your brand in that way for an entrepreneur or a business person, you need to be really conscious of that you don't dilute the actual work you're doing within your product and that or your, your business and that it's complementary to that because I think that can lose focus. Um, on the other hand, you know, you see people just going, I'm going to do this, 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 this and this. And, you, you know, you're, you're talking five years into the business where, yes, you could get to that, but you need to be good at, you know, you know, a kind of core service, make sure it is validated, that you iterate and improve before you do the next bit. Um, focus is, you know, absolutely fundamental. The very, very best entrepreneurs that I've met in the world, you know, are head down, you know, really working hard, you know, putting everything they can in and focusing on doing one thing really well. Um, you know, I think there's a reason, you know, a Y Combinator in the US, the, the accelerator program, um, you know, they have, I think it's like six months, you know, focus on just what you're going to achieve between now and this in six months. You know, just focus on that one thing. When you've done that, set the next focus and then focus on doing that. Um, because, yeah, it's so easy, easy to get distracted. 
Yeah. And again, that's another great reason to have a mentor and accountability group, isn't it? Because that can really help as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Bruce, we've mentioned the Startup Summit. If you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit more about, you know, what that's all about, who it's for, what are some of the benefits for people who will be attending that? So the Startup Summit is um, this really big event that we've been growing over the last seven years, actually. Um, you know, it started from this really early um, concept where we just wanted to bring a diverse group of founders t- together to share their stories. Um, and it's grown into this kind of almost festival event. You know, there's three stages. There's a thousand people going to be there. There's a big marketplace. Um, and the way we see it is we've got you know, incredible speakers and role models who are going to cover areas around you know, the power of company culture. And how do you use that across every different facet of your business? Um, so we've got people like, you know, the chief marketing officer from SurveyMonkey is flying over from California. You know, she's one of the top marketing execs, you know, on the planet. Um, she's going to be there. We've got founders who have grown businesses, sold businesses. We've got people talking about, you know, sales, marketing, the nitty gritty part of it. Um, but ultimately what we see it as is a place where you can be inspired and then action it on the same day. So in the marketplace, there is, you know, the lawyers, the accountants, the bankers, the advisors, the accelerators, the investors, um, the media, all there. So you can actually get all the key contacts that you need to grow the business. Um, So yeah, so it's open to anyone who has got a company that they're looking to get more advice and network building, and also people at the very early stage who are going, you know, what does this whole world look like? Well, this is a big deep dive into all of that. Yeah. Well, sounds an incredible event with amazing people. Mm-hmm. How do you have any tips for networking? Because it's something that's so important when you're building a business. You know, we hear the saying, you know, your network is your net worth. But a mm-hmm. lot of people struggle with networking, right? And maybe they don't know how to get the most out of an opportunity such as the Startup Summit. Do you have any tips for people as to effective networking? Yeah. So for me, um, you know, you can uh, you can go to a fantastic event or a networking event, and you can talk to loads of people and leave with loads of business cards. And um, they might turn into something, they might be able to introduce you to someone or the next person, but you've actually not spoken to the real people you need to. Um, And I think that is a common thing is people think they're networking and really just they're having conversations with people. Um, And for me, there's, it depends what your objective is. When we start to become really focused, you know, I would, you know, see if I could get a copy of the attendee list or I would reach out on social media. I would try and find out who's going and then pinpoint, you know, a couple of people that I need to speak to when I'm there. I really want to speak to them. And maybe it's a speaker. Maybe it's one of the organizers. Maybe it's someone I know is exhibiting. Maybe it's someone I know is attending that I would be really great if I could speak to them. Um, and, you know, if you can get the company names, you know, go and try and pursue those people. Um, but ultimately, I also think that it's about um, networking often is about giving first. So it's about thinking about what can you offer other people before you make your ask. So, you know, open up your resources, your network. That's the best way to build trust and relationships with people and see what you can give first, um, you know, before asking for things. Um, And, you know, it's a slow burn as well. You know, make sure you follow up with people. um, You know, make sure you send, you know, you know, either connect with them on LinkedIn or send them a follow up email because we all meet lots of people. And if you don't make that uh, follow-up connection, it could easily be lost. 
Yeah, it always surprises me at networking events when you, you hand out business cards and, and just never hear back from, from such a huge amount of people. And uh, one of my mentors always said, you know, it's, it's critical that you respond within 24 hours when you meet someone. And uh, I love that about pinpointing before you even turn up at the event, you know, what's or who are the people that I really want to speak. And uh, it's definitely a, a tactic that I've used successfully as well in, in, in getting guests on the podcast and speaking at my events too. So Bruce... Final words for anyone listening right now, maybe they're squashed up on the train on the way to work or, or they're in the car in the traffic jam and they know that there's something greater, you know, meant for them. They, something's holding them back. It's possibly fear. What would you like to say to them right now? I would say that everything starts with the first step and uh, people are, you know, they're there to help you. Everyone likes to give advice and people like to support um, so reach out to people and be ambitious. And, you know, I, I sent a lot of emails to a lot of, um, you know, you know high level CEOs and entrepreneurs, sent emails to you know, Richard Branson, to Tim Cook, um, you know, to, to a lot of really exciting founders. And you know what? A bunch of them got back to me. And, you know, that was you know, them telling me that they're interested in what I'm doing. They can offer advice. And if they can't, maybe they can introduce me to someone who can. It's about just getting out there and, you know, finding out what you're made of. You know, you can literally, you know, create the world you want to see, but that's, you know, your choice. You've got to take the first step. Wonderful. No, I love that. And it's so, so true. Just fight the fear and do it. Mm -hmm, absolutely. <laughs> Bruce, you've been a really fantastic guest on Escape the Rat Race Radio today. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the very, very best for the Startup Summit and for the rest of your businesses moving forwards. So I look forward to the next time that we can catch up. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, I really hope you enjoyed listening to the show today with myself and Bruce Walker, the co-founder of Future X. Now, despite Bruce still only being 24 years old, he's achieved a remarkable amount in the world of business and yet still very level-headed. Most importantly, has really found his specialist area, which is to help businesses to focus on their why and position their true values front and center of everything that they do. Now, Bruce has also stressed in the interview that the importance of anyone who's still thinking about an idea just to take that first step because it's almost guaranteed that not everything that you're going to do will go as expected but the only way to learn is actually doing something and you'll figure things out as you progress along your own entrepreneurial journey. So if you've enjoyed the show today, then I'd really appreciate your review on either iTunes or Google Play Store. It helps so much to spread the word out there to more frustrated employees around the world. Now, if you're at those early stages of your own business and you're seeking accountability from other like-minded and highly focused individuals, as well as regular access to experienced mentors in different areas such as business, marketing, e-commerce, property, or wealth building, then you might just be interested in joining our very own Escape the Rat Race peer group for aspiring entrepreneurs, the Inner Circle. No matter where in the world you are, we have a level that can support you. So head on over to www.etrr.online forward slash inner circle to find out more. Well, that's all from me for this week's episode. Have a great week ahead. See ya. Woo!